pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Hello, Grinders, and welcome to the Weekend Grind. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here back with Chief Justice 06. That's Will. Uh, How's it going over there? Man, it's going great, going great, ready to dive in. Uh, Let's see if we can go two for two on this slate because I plan on taking it down tonight, or at least I hope I do. Yeah, that that would be great. Uh, definitely a good thing to do, uh, taking down all the Miami. Hey, the early slate went well for me, so no complaints. Uh, Maine is still going on, and we're uh, diving into the next, uh, you know, the next slate. We've already been looking at some things and uh, trying to figure out, uh, you know, what's what's going to be the best place for tomorrow. So, uh, you know, DFS it never stops, right? Well, never, never. I mean, you close one book and, and open another one, start a new chapter every day. Yep, that's basically how it goes, story of my life. So uh, let's dive right into the next chapter, and that's a Sunday slate of games. And we have a good amount of them. We got nine games on uh, FanDuel. We got 11 on DraftKings. So if you want to play the core slate, go play DraftKings. If you don't want to play cores, then uh, go over to FanDuel. That's kind of a very simple way to put it. Uh, if you want your, uh, you know, where to play kind of the sites tomorrow, that's kind of the breakdown of it. So, uh, Will, are you a fan of the core slate? Do you like having them? Do you not? What's your take on that? Uh, well, typically, I'm a guy that's going to fade course uh, just because the pricing has typically been very inflated. You know, guys like Arenado and Blackman on FanDuel have typically been over 5K. You would typically have LeMay over 4K. And I'm kind of hopping back a little bit a season or two, but Mark Reynolds would be around 4K. Uh, you know, Cargo would be – you know, pushing 4K, 38, 3,900. Par would usually be 35 to 3,800. So I, I used, for the most part, I would always fade cores because of the pricing because I just felt like I could always find better offense that was a lot more affordable. Uh, this year I have taken a few stabs at cores, but overall um, I'm, I'm not a big course slate guy. I'm just always going to fade cores and find my offense elsewhere. Yeah, I prefer not having core slates, but, you know, I, I don't mind them here and there. But uh, once I get, like, probably, like, you know, if we do, like, one series of it and then, like, a second series, I don't want a third series of cores. I like a little bit of a break from it. So, uh, yeah, but we uh, we have no cores if you want to play FanDuel. And then if you want cores, go over and play DraftKings. So that's the way it works tomorrow. Very easy for you. But uh, we'll start right into the games, and we can start it off. Will, you ready to go? Ready to go. All right, first game on the slate, we got Chris Sale going against your Atlanta Braves, which uh, obviously uh, you're going to be a little bit scared of because Chris Sale, he is a pretty good uh, pitcher, I would say. So uh, you have to watch out for that, Will, tomorrow. But we do know the Braves, they're a team that doesn't strike out a ton. So what are you kind of doing with this game? Uh, You know, your team against this uh, absolute ace that, uh, you know, strikes out everyone against a team that doesn't strike out a ton. Well, you know, I I, I know the Braves don't strike out a ton. Uh, If you had to ask me tomorrow who my – uh, favorite pitcher would be it probably would be Sale at home. Um, you know, I, I don't think Sale's going to have a bad day, but am I going to be running to Sale tomorrow? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, it's kind of got a, a it's going to have a, a negative impact there. He doesn't have a a pitcher's umpire, um, which, which isn't going to affect him as much as others. 
but you know you you're showing me a team that's that's not going to strike out much and the projected lineup they have right now I mean is only striking out around 19 and a half percent so you know while I think sale always has K upside uh, I, I don't think I'm going to end up on sale tomorrow we'll get to the guy that I think I like the most but um, just right off the top of the head is sale the one of the best pitchers tomorrow absolutely do I think it's the best spot? No, and I think I'll I'll, I'll find someone else to for my pitcher's position. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think uh, Sale could definitely go under-owned if that's the case. I feel like a lot of people are going to, you know, they'll be like, yeah, I like Sale, but I'm going to gravitate towards someone else. I feel like that could be something that uh, people do throughout the day. So maybe it becomes an interesting uh, tournament option that you can consider for sure. But uh, I don't know. I- I'm currently staying away, but I get it in tournaments. It's more of a tournament play for me. On the opposite side, like Mikey Voltanevich, uh, what are you doing with him? Because, again, he's been a, a pitcher that's, been a lot better this year, kind of like uh, Teheran, been a lot better. But now he gets this really tough matchup against the Red Sox. Like, uh, I don't think it's a good spot for him. There's not enough K upside. I think the uh, plan is to stay away from fulton here, but uh, definitely look at some Red Sox bats. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you guys have been following this series, and I sure have, um, you know, Boston's been pretty much beating up on us this whole series. We scored a few runs today, uh, but overall Boston's just been handling our pitching staff. Uh, including Mr. Sean Newcomb today, who I'm I'm really fond of there uh, on the staff. But yeah, I mean, look, man, I'm going to, I'm going to pull out this stat every time we're on this weekend grind. It's one of my favorites. Boston is averaging 6.2 runs at home. You can go back and watch the tape. They've been running up the scoreboard since they've gotten back at home from Tampa Bay. Uh, Michael Fulton never just going to be a big stay away from me tomorrow. Uh, love this Boston offense. Who their pricing has been pretty inflated as well, uh, which is going to keep people away. But this has been one of the more consistent offenses uh, in our league this year. And so, you know, you show me a team that's going to almost guarantee six runs at home. Uh, sign me up. I love this Boston offense. Yeah, I like this Boston offense here, too. I think they're going to be a great team to stack up. Uh, I'll be curious. I'm sure it'll be, like, hot out, too, wind blowing out, all that. I'm sure it'll all be there. Don't know what the weather is yet, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be a great spot to load up on uh, Red Sox bats against Fulton Nevich here. Uh, any interest in the Braves bats? I don't think you are, right? Sales, just stay away from the uh, Braves bats kind of uh, call it a day. Would you agree on that? Well, I mean, if I – I don't want to play the Braves bats, but if I had to play one – uh, I think Ozzy Albies is definitely a good tournament play. I do expect Sale to give up a home run or two. Uh, and if I had to pencil in, if you you know you asked me which one, which uh, batter I thought would give that up, I'd definitely pencil in Ozzy Albies uh, at the top of that lineup who would be an extreme contrarian play against Sale. And he's uh, his price has risen across the industry as well. So I'm, I'm assuming he's going to have very low ownership. Uh, one bat, Ozzy Albies. That's who I'd take. Yeah, and I forgot to mention, like, on the Red Sox side of the ball, like, for me, I'm not going to play Braves, but on the Red Sox, like, uh, Bennett and Tendi, Mitch Moreland, I'm going to look at these lefties that really attack Fultinevich and then kind of, you know, go with those righties. But I like Mitch Moreland a ton, Bennett and Tendi, Betts, Martinez. Obviously, that's kind of the top of the other guys. And then maybe throw in, like, a, a Devers, too. Uh, what would you kind of do? Who are the bats you're prioritizing on the Red Sox? Well, you know, it's really interesting. Uh, I, Devers is just someone that, for some reason, I have not gotten right this year. Uh, I rolled him out there against Tehran uh, last night and didn't get much. And so, you know, Devers, just, he strikes out a lot more than most of the rest of this team. And so, you know, while, while Fulci does struggle with lefties, if I wanted to complete my stack, 
I think you start with Mookie Betts. You, you then plug in JD. Then you take Mitch Moreland, and then I think you take Ben and Tendy. And uh, I think that's how you kind of round out that stack, which is of course the, the top four. Um, you know, if I avoided a lefty and didn't take Ben and Tendy, I, I think I'd take Xander, who's been playing pretty well this year, especially after he came off that injury. His power's back, uh, and so he's been kind of swinging for the fences. So. Uh, that that would kind of be the guys I would look at, and Endeavors would actually kind of be a last resort for me, even though Fulte struggles with lefties. All right, that sounds good here. Let's go on to the next game then. Uh, we got the Los Angeles Angels and the New York Yankees. This is a nine total, and uh, we liked this game yesterday, Will. Uh, so far, it's gotten off to a pretty good start. Uh, a little bit more talented pitchers, though, today, and Garrett Richards and Mashiro Tanaka. What are you kind of doing with this game? Well, uh, I think I, I don't I don't mind going right back to the well here. Uh, Tanaka's had a huge home run problem for about the past two or three seasons, uh, so he's not someone that's going to scare me at all. Uh, and Garrett Richards going into Coors, I mean, listen, I, I've got a lot of respect for the guy uh, as as a young pitcher that's coming up, uh, but I just think you know th- this could be a spot again where the Yankees could just rock this guy you know the Yankees are averaging uh, over six runs a game at home 6.23 runs and so you know while I respect Garrett Richards in most spots uh, he's just someone I'm not going to take a stand on I love both sides of these offenses again today Uh, sign me up yeah, I think you definitely have to like the offenses here. I, it, it is one of those spots, though, where I don't know if I go crazy with it. Like, if I am going to commit to it, like, I think I'm just going to stack it up, right? Like, I'm just going to go all in. Uh, like, Richards, he already had his struggles against the Yankees once this year, so that's obviously something people might remember. I certainly remember it because he uh, definitely hurt me in one of my draft contests. Uh, needed to, uh, you know, get out of the finals and to be, uh, you know, win the ticket. And oh, he really man. hurt me a ton. So he gave up, like, a ton of runs. Bill Miller was there, so I'm still having horror, uh, you know, horror uh, stories over that. Uh, tons of nightmares from that situation but obviously you have to you know like to knock uh you know like uh the Yankees offense here against Richards right I think they're always in play uh I just don't kind of know it's like if you if you play tournaments which you know most people I believe will be playing tournaments and you want to stack up the Yankees just commit to it just go all in with it uh, I also think you can do the same with Tanaka. I do think Tanaka's a talented pitcher but I don't want to play Tanaka against his Angels offense that doesn't strike out a ton and if you do want to say play these angels bats, say, you know, you think they're swinging a hot stick and you want to keep riding out in this small ballpark. I totally understand it. And if Tanaka gets shelled early, like we've seen when he has his problems, it can get bad and it can get ugly. And then on top of that, you get the bad bullpen of the Yankees. You're not getting the good guys, right? They're not bringing in a Waldish Chapman, uh, Robertson. They're not bringing in those guys when the game is out of hand. So I think it could be interesting if you're going to like play this game or play one of the sides, just go all in on it. That's kind of my approach, I think, with this game. Uh, any guys you like is like one-offs that you're kind of looking in cash games that people could see. Maybe there are nice plays, like maybe a Brett Gardner, right, uh, at the top of the order. Uh, Didi Gregorius, he, he, he's had a pretty good uh, price tag recently. Uh, I don't know if it's that great on DraftKings right now. Let me see. Because it's been going back and forth with him. Let me see what his price is. And 4.1K, I mean, that's still pretty good on him. But uh, are there any guys specifically that are sticking out to you, Will, that like, you can get like cash game explorers to or just mix in as one-offs. Yeah. Well, I think, man, as long as if Greg bird happens to be back in the lineup tomorrow, which I'm fully expecting him to be just based on uh, what the manager said there about the platoon split. Uh, I think Greg bird is someone that you can look at again tomorrow. Uh, like I said, I expect him to be in the lineup um, should be very affordable across the industry. I mean, he's 3,900 on DraftKings. Uh, I think that's very affordable. Uh, and then on FanDuel, 
he's 2,500 again. And so I think if you're, you're looking at your cash games from a cash game strategy, uh, I think Bird's definitely going to be in play, especially probably batting somewhere around the five or six spot like he was earlier today. Um, I definitely think that's someone we can look at for our cash games. Yeah, I could agree with you on that for sure. Uh, anything else? Like, I think Cozart, if he gets a good lineup spot, I think he's perfectly fine. I just kind of want to see how the lineup shake up and see who get, gets kind of in there. Uh, but it's going to be a spot where I look to spend for a lot of pitchers tomorrow. So that's kind of one of the problems with these games. Uh, I like the Bird call, though. I think he's going to be a nice, cheaper option that we could go. It's just going to be a tough game to kind of fit in there. It's like if I play it, I go all in on it. If I don't, uh, I kind of just have to deal with it. So uh, you want to move on to the next one, Will? Uh, well, you know, one more thing about this game, and I promise we'll move on to the next one. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I'm just looking over some data here for Garrett Richards. And, man, man, does it scream a Yankee stack for me now that I'm looking at it. I mean, it's his recent stat cast data. He's got a 50% hard hit rate. Uh, his fly ball rate is up there around 42%, and his, his exit velocity is at 93 miles per hour. So, you know, I, ju I just think when I look at data like that, it just really screams a Yankee stack to me, uh, especially when I think the weather's probably going to be pushing 80 degrees and the humidity uh, is going to be up as well. So just wanted to throw that little nugget in there. But uh, Garrett Richards looks like he's on his cruising to a beating, and I want to take advantage of that. Yeah, definitely think that makes sense. Uh, let's go on to the next one then. Uh, we got the Washington Nationals, Miami Marlins, and uh, this is the pitcher I think I'm looking to target here. I know the Marlins have kind of been annoying. They've been pesky. They haven't struck out a ton, but Strasburg is a guy that I, I love to target, especially because I think he can get it done against both sides of the play. I'm not worried, and especially you know with the righties and lefties, like I I'm not worried at all. Like I think he could absolutely dominate them. doesn't matter what side of the plate he's going against. I don't have to worry about that. So, uh, yeah, give me Strasburg. I'm a huge fan of him overall. I like his price too. I know on DraftKings he's the most expensive one, so that's obviously you know a conversation to have. But uh, on FanDuel specifically, I mean, I feel like I'm getting a little bit of discount at ten thousand two hundred compared to Cole who's at eleven thousand two hundred and Sales at eleven thousand six hundred. So yeah, Strasburg's my guy tomorrow. What about you? Yeah, I, I like Strasburg a lot tomorrow. Uh, man, I mean, it, it just works out when he doesn't get hurt for half of the season. How good of a pitcher this guy can be. Uh, but but I definitely like Strasburg tomorrow. I uh, think he's going to be a great option, like you said, especially on FanDuel at 10.2K. Uh, on DraftKings, I think he's a little expensive at 12.6. Uh, I, I, I think you can find some better, better value in that mid-tier on DraftKings tomorrow to complete those lineups. But on FanDuel at 10.2K, uh, I think that's a no-brainer. You can go ahead and fire him up. Um, listen, I know Miami's been a pesky team, and – uh, you, you know, it seems like it just doesn't work out when you play pitchers against this guys. But look, this team is striking out at about 28%. Uh, I'm not going to be afraid to keep targeting this team at all. Uh, they're, you know, they're WOBA for a combined team total. This projected lineup is at a .276. So, look, I'm not afraid of this team at all. I'm going to keep streaming pitchers against Miami and, and pick my spots. And I think Steven Strasburg uh, is a great place to start. Yeah, I agree. And hopefully that roof is closed, right? If I was Miami, I'd open that roof to make it hot as anything for, uh, you know, Mr. Sweatsburg because he likes he doesn't like sweating. But, uh, right. yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be a good spot for him. Uh, I think he's the guy to target right now. Again, like I said, I mean, we talked about Fandle because you and I, like I said, we, we like to play a little more over on Fandle than DraftKings. But I think on DraftKings specifically, like, and I think it's interesting, like, do you still want to pay up for him even at that price? Like, if you look at the price tag, you got Strasburg at 12600 and then you got Sale 11800 Cole, 11600 
10,600. And then, uh, I mean, I don't think Bauer and Hap at 10,600, 10,300 guys you really want to be paying for, but uh, are you still going to pay for Strasburg even if uh, the price is uh, expensive like on DraftKings? No, no. On DraftKings, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a totally different direction with my pitching. On FanDuel specifically, I, I love the price on Strasburg. Uh, he's not my number one play, but I definitely love him because of the price. Uh, I've, I've got a totally different direction. I think I'm going to go tomorrow uh, with the slate as far as mid-tier pitching. But, you know, if you had to ask me raw points who I felt like may get the job done, I'd say Strasburg. Um, but not on DraftKings at 12-6. I think that's fairly expensive for uh, the way I want to construct my lineups tomorrow. All right, sounds good. Uh, any interest in the hitters? I mean, we didn't really talk about Eliza Hernandez too much, but he is not a great guy to, uh, you know, pitching. Uh, he's someone that we should definitely look and target. Bryce Harper as a lefty makes a ton of sense against this righty. Matt Adams, uh, the young kid, Juan Soto. I think really just getting some exposure against Hernandez makes some sense. I know this is not a ballpark that we love to target, but uh, do you have any interest in some of the Nationals bats? Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, you give me a pitcher that's not good, I don't, I don't mind targeting anyone. Uh, I don't care what ballpark it is. You know, we're in this to, to score runs. And so, you know, I don't, I don't care if we're on the moon. Eliezer Hernandez is terrible. Uh, and so Bryce Harper, sign me up. Matt Adams, sign me up. Soto, sign me up. Anthony Rendon, sign me up. I really like this Nationals offense uh, against Mr. Hernandez, who – uh, I think it's going to have a pretty bad day tomorrow. Uh, love this Washington Nationals offense. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think this Nationals offense is definitely in a good spot and one that we want to look to for sure. Uh, anything else in this game or you want to go to the next one? I'm good. We can move on. All right, next game up. We got the Houston Astros, the Cleveland Indians. It's Garrett Cole against Trevor Bauer and, uh, you know, one of the uh, higher-end pitchers on the slate. Cleveland Indians offense is not one that we love to target, but Garrett Cole has been, uh, you know, unstoppable. It doesn't matter what you put in front of him. He strikes him out. He does not care. So kind of what's your take on this one? Garrett Cole, one of the pitchers you want to pay up for? Yeah, man. I mean, my goodness, has Garrett Cole been good this year? Uh, You know, I wish we would have saw a little of this in in Pittsburgh when his price was cheaper, when he was 8,900 most of the year. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the case, and we're down to 2018 season. But I definitely like Garrett Cole. I'm not saying I want to uh, go out of my way to pick on the Cleveland offense, but if you ask me who has the most upside on this slate tomorrow, uh, it's got to be him. I mean, double-digit strikeout games just coming out of the wazoo. Uh, to add insult to injury, he's got Mr. Tony Randazzo tomorrow, uh, which is going to be a great pitcher's umpire for him. Uh, so I'm, I'm not going to be afraid of the Cleveland offense when it comes to how well – Garrett Cole's been pitching this year and uh, I think Garrett Cole is going to actually be a fine contrarian option because of how expensive he's going to be uh, especially on FanDuel uh, north side of 11k and then even on DraftKings at 11.6 uh, and just to kind of specifically talk a little bit about more about DraftKings especially when you got when you've got a course field game going uh, Mr. Matt Harvey's on the hill I think a lot of people want to grab going to want to gravitate towards scores uh, and I think they could really be missing the boat here with Garrett Cole who's who's probably got the highest upside upside at pitcher on this slate 
Yeah, uh, I, I actually think Garrett Cole might be my, my DraftKings guy. Like, if you told me which DraftKings pitcher I'd rather have at the top, it might be Garrett Cole. I kind of like him a little bit. Uh, on FanDuel, like I said, I think I'd rather uh, find a discount with Strasburg and then on DraftKings find a discount with Cole. That's kind of might be the way I end up approaching it. But uh, it's definitely an interesting slate. And like you said, uh, Matt Harvey, people are definitely going to go to him. Uh, but, again, that's more on DraftKings because FanDuel does not have the core slate. So that's obviously something to uh, keep in mind depending on what site you're playing. Uh, any interest in Trevor Bauer? I'm not, I don't pay for him at this price unless the slate just commands me to have to kind of, and I don't think this slate is one of them. Uh, I'm not really interested in that and I'm not interested in any of the hitters in this game. Really? What about you? Yeah, not really interested in the hitters. I, I, I do think Trevor Bauer has a fair price on FanDuel. I'm not saying it's the best. Uh, would we rather Trevor Bauer be 8k or 8,500? Of course we would. But, I mean, if you look at the, this guy's starts and how well he's been pitching this year, and then you go back and look at some of the data, the data is lining up with this game log, and he's really been very effective this year uh, with his pitching. I mean, I, I just think Trevor Bauer, I don't want to discount him uh, against this Houston offense. Look, I don't want to pick on Houston, but, you know, if I constructed my lineup and I had 9,500 left and I needed a, a pitcher, uh, I wouldn't have any problems uh, placing Trevor Bauer in my lineup. So I, th- I think on FanDuel, you know, I, I think expecting 40 to 45 points uh, is a pretty reasonable expectation for a guy that's been phenomenal this year. So uh, if you ask me, am I going to play him tomorrow? I, I don't think so. But, I mean, if, if I constructed my lineup based around bats and all I had was 9,400 left to play him, uh, I'd fire him up and wouldn't feel bad about it. Yeah, I'm just – I'm not really a Bauer guy. Uh, I, mean, I know you're not on the Twitter, but, you know, he blocks anyone that, like, complains about how he – if he gives you a bad fantasy outing. If you talk if you talk any fantasy to him on Twitter, Will, he will uh, he will block you. So uh, that's kind of how Trevor Bauer is. Uh, so I'm just not a fan of him in general, but uh, he's always just, like, overpriced. And I don't know. I just don't like the guy too much. So, but, I, I mean, for what he's done this year, I get saying he has a fair price. I totally understand it. I'm just also not in the business of really wanting to target the Astros offense too much. So, uh, I don't know. For me, no hitters in this game. Anything else you want to move on? No, we can move on. All right, next game up, we got the Baltimore Orioles and the Tampa Bay Rays, and it's Kevin Gaussman against Sergio Ramo and whoever else the A's decide to bring in next, right? We don't really know. You and I were talking about this before the podcast of who they're going to bring in. Uh, Yarborough, he went like 106 pitches. Then today they had Banda go a ton of uh, a ton of pitches. I think he went like 5.1 innings and got the win. So I don't know who's next up on the list. Do you know who's next up on the list to pitch, uh, Will? Oh, boy. Yeah, we talked about this before the show. I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I was thinking maybe Austin Pruitt. I mean, I think he pitched four days ago. Uh, we were talking about Matt Andreezy. I mean, uh, who knows? All we know is Romo's going to start the game. Who's going to finish? Uh, you know, we can just do the shrugging shoulders uh, emoji because we, we don't have a clue. Uh, but what we do know is that, man, this Baltimore offense has been striking out a lot. And so if there are any listeners out there that think you can pencil in who this number two guy is going to be, uh, that's going to go five or six innings against this Baltimore offense. Uh, if you can find that gem, I, I think that may be a cheap pitcher of the day. Uh, Baltimore has been striking out a ton. They haven't been playing well in, in Tampa for this series. And so, uh, you know, if you can figure that out, I think this pitcher, whoever he is from Tampa Bay, may be someone we can look at. Yeah, I just I wish I knew, right? That that's definitely one of those things. And I think it's gonna be 
kind of one of those things that we have to kind of start considering more and more, like what are they going to end up doing? Uh, I wasn't considering as much, but now I, I feel like I have to take it to account, especially when they're playing a terrible team like the Orioles, right? That's something to obviously note, but uh, yes. yeah, the Rays, like this game, Gaussman too, like, I don't know. I'm just kind of hoping this game, man, like one of those cross-off games, just hope it's like maybe three to two, four to three, not a crazy game. And it doesn't really burn me too much. I mean, there are some good price tags on, uh, Brad Miller at uh, 2.4 camp handle. He's a nice price tag. Wendell, he's still cheap. So there's some good price tags on some of these guys. And against Gaussman, like you want the lefties. So that's kind of where I would look if I looked anywhere on some of the bats. So that's kind of what I'm thinking as a little bit of value plays. But again, I don't want to go too crazy with these guys. And then on the Orioles side, I mean, sure, if you think you're getting Manny Machado under-owned, I get it. But I just... I don't know. I just think I'm going to stay away from the Orioles. I've stayed away from this entire series. I think I'm just going to keep staying away. Uh, what do you think? Any any hitters you have any interest in in this game? Yeah, I don't have any, any any interest in the hitters, but I will give you a quick plug in about Kevin Gausman. I mean, this guy does this every year. The past two or three seasons, he starts out rough. He gets beat up. We target him, and then all of a sudden, he turns off. He turns on a switch, and then suddenly he can he can pitch well, and he's getting quality starts, and he's going seven or eight innings, and. So I, I I think Kevin Gausman is someone you know that I'm going to take a hard look at tomorrow, uh, as far as constructing my lineups. I love this this mid tier tomorrow for pitching. Uh, he's definitely one of my one of my standout guys. I've got another guy that I think I like a little bit more than him, uh, but but Kevin Gausman is someone that I'm going to take a hard look at tomorrow in my tournaments, uh, especially on FanDuel at 8500, and then you go over to DK at 8100. I mean, man, does that scream value for me uh, with a guy that's been pitching pretty well uh, most of his last, let's say, five starts. And so uh, Gosman is someone I'm definitely going to look at against this Tampa Bay offense. All right. Yeah, I mean, the, the pitching is definitely not the greatest. Uh, so if we're looking for mid-tier guys, it sounds like you like some of the mid-tier guys today. So I get I get maybe to go in that route. The Rays have been a little bit better this year, though. I, I think it's not going to be one that I go to. I'm just going to look to – spend them as much as I can, but uh, there's other pitchers that we'll get to, one in the mid-tier that I like a little bit uh, that we'll talk about here soon. So uh, anything else in this game or you want to move on, Will? Nope, we can move on. All right, we got, man, and the pitcher I want to talk about is not in this game. Uh, Chicago White Sox, Detroit Tigers, James Shields and Blaine Harvey, Hardy, two of the worst pitchers on this slate. Uh, probably the game that I think is going to have a lot of interesting bats in your cash games and your tournaments just because they're all cheap and they're going against bad pitchers. So uh, load up on this game, Will. How's that sound? Sounds good. Except James Shields, for some reason, has found the the, the pitching fountain and has come out pitching really well this season. I I don't know what's happening. Uh, And I, I think, you know, we may want to adjust our thinking just a tad. You know, I've been looking at some of his peripherals here. And James Shields just he, – he hasn't been giving up the home run ball as much. Uh, I mean, this season he's at, you know, one and a half with home runs per nine when usually he's been north of two. Uh, listen, he's not a guy that's going to go out and light the world on fire. He's not going to strike out a bunch of guys. Uh, but he has been very serviceable. And then I go and look at his, his stat cast data here. His ground ball rate is up. Uh, you know, his hard hit rate is down. His, his, his distance, his average distance for uh, the, the past few days is, is 178 feet. Uh, his exit velocity is at 89 miles per hour. And everything's just been trending down uh, in the categories that you like to see. You know, am I expecting this to last all season? No. But right now, you know, James Shields is just not a guy that I don't – I think I want to pick on now. 
I, I do like the Detroit offense this year. They haven't been striking out a lot, which is why they've been so pesky and been so good in certain spots. But, man, against James Shields, I just, I just think this is going to be a stay away for me tomorrow, but I will load up on the White Sox offense. Oh, man. I, I can't get one more time. I can't give it one more shot against James Shields. I know. People have been telling me it. Like, yeah, he's been better. Uh, he's been a complete magician. I get it. I don't know how he's pulling it off, but he is. Uh, I don't know. I still think I'm going to uh, look at some of these Tigers. Uh, maybe, like, I don't know. Like, I like Candelario's price. It's pretty decent. Uh, I like Martin. I'm a fan of him. And, uh, Castellanos can hit it out on anyone. So, I don't know. I still have some interest in the Tigers. I mean, not, maybe not my favorite stack, but I do think they're still uh, in play. But I like the White Sox stack, like you said. Uh, they've been in a hot offense. And Tim Anderson and Jose Abreu, I always like playing uh, these right-handed bats against whenever they go up against a lefty. And Lane Hardy, I could see him struggle here. So, Anderson, Abreu, Matt Davidson, if he doesn't get scratched again, I don't know why he keeps getting scratched, but he keeps getting scratched. It's really getting annoying. Uh, Jose Rondon, he's interesting. Moncada, if he's down in the lineup, I know you'd rather have him against the righties, but still, like, uh, you'll probably get him pretty under own. So, I don't know. I, I have a lot of interest in this White Sox offense. I think that they're definitely going to be an interesting team to target up and down and uh, get, get some exposure to in cash games and in tournaments. So, uh, anything else in this game, Will, or you want to move on? Well, yeah, I think we can move on. I think you summed it up on the White Sox. I, I'll hold. I'll hold it. You, you, you did a good job. <laughs> All right, thanks. Yeah, I, I've been playing the White Sox. Have been good to me, man. Like uh, it's weird at the start of this DFS year. If I told you, hey, the White Sox are an offense that's been uh, pretty profitable for me, I would tell you you were crazy. But uh, yeah, they've been good to me, so I can't complain. It's a reason to go back to them even more, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, next game up, and uh, this is one of the pitchers I want to talk about, Toronto Blue Jays and uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, and it's not Jay Happ, who, yeah, he's been pretty good this year, uh, but uh, it's Nicholas Pavetta. I'm a big fan of him. Uh, who's your favorite pitcher in this game? You like Happ more or Pavetta? Yeah, I like Pavetta because of the price, and that's why I was saying this mid-tier, man. On FanDuel, I think Pavetta's my guy. Uh, I just don't think there's a reason to hop off the train now. Uh, I've taken him for two or three starts when he was in that 6-7K range. Every time I've taken him, he's been over 40 points, 40 FanDuel points. Uh, in fact, two of, two of those three times, I think he's been over 50 FanDuel points. Uh, and I remember distinctly taking him against Baltimore, I believe. But, I mean, you look at this guy's stats for the year. I mean, 28% K rate, 5.6% walk rate. A home run per nine under one. I mean, which he used to have a home run problem. And for some reason this year, I mean, he's got it back down. He's at a 0. 0.8, uh, 0. 0.85 home run per nine. Uh, left on base percentages at 76.9%. So uh, perhaps he's getting a little bit lucky. Uh, but then I go and look at the other stats, man, and, and everything just screams what I like to see. Uh, I think this is, this is a guy that if he keeps this up and he keeps perfecting his craft, uh, he's going to start to approach a status for me. I mean, his hard hit rate. Uh, is at 27.1%. Uh, I mean, you know, these are numbers that we look at guys like Scherzer, Kershaw. Uh, you know, th these are the type of numbers we look at when we want to take those guys. And so when I see this from a guy uh, that's been under 8K uh, for most of the season, I've got a lot of interest. And then I go and look at his pitch mix. I mean, fastball, slider, curveball, changeup. Slider 15% of the time. Curveball 17.1% of the time. Uh, I think this just screams – uh, a disaster for the Toronto Blue Jays. And I think this is going to be a good game for Mr. Nicholas Pavetta. 
Yeah, I like him too. And uh, I don't know. I I don't know if you know this, but you know the the Blue Jays. Uh, the Siege was was always all over this. I kind of always say this because uh, it was him saying that he was all over. But uh, that Blue Jays struggle with sliders, and Pavetta throws a slider about a sixteen percent of the time. So that's obviously going to be helpful. But not only that, like. I've just been a Pavetta believer for a little bit of this year. I, I kind of started buying into it once he was playing Pittsburgh. He had like a pretty good umpire too, and I just needed a cheap guy, and I started diving into him a little more. And I knew Pavetta was going to be a pretty good pitcher overall, but I was like, I want to start getting on now. So I got on board, and uh, so far it's been good. I had him in the Baltimore start too. That was a good one. So uh, I have no complaints there. Like Pavetta, I think, is a guy that I am definitely looking to get some exposure to on this slate. Uh, at that price, I'm I'm a big fan at $8,000 on FanDuel. I don't know if he'll be my cash game guy to spend up on. That's kind of the only thing I think I'd rather spend up for Strasburg, but I do like uh, Pavetta a little bit. Do you like him on DraftKings at 9600 Like, I know it's expensive, but uh, you talk about living in that mid-tier. Pavetta's still a guy that you really want to gravitate to on DraftKings. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, if I'm playing on DraftKings, uh, I think I'll just avoid everyone at the top. You give me Pavetta, you give me Gaussman, uh, and I think I'll roll out a lineup, and I think that's, that lineup is going to help you uh, have a very affordable approach to your bats. Uh, do I like Garrett Cole? Do I think he has the most upside? For sure. Do I like Chris Sale? For sure. Do I like Strasburg? For sure. Uh, but I think, I think living in that mid-tier with, with a guy like Pavetta and a guy like Gaussman uh, are going to give you the salary you need to make your whole lineup work and not just have, you know, a powerful pitching uh, a duo and then you know get let down by your bats so I, I, I think Pavetta's in play on DraftKings as well at, at 9600 yeah because that, that's gonna give you the overall construction to get those bats that you like so I totally get that I like Pavetta a lot again too I think he's gonna be he's got it we both like so I think a lot of other people might have some interest too tomorrow so it should be a good play Jay Happ on the opposite side. Any interest in him, or are you more so looking at these Phillies bats? You think, uh, you know, Reese Hoskins gets a little redemption after doing nothing against Jaime Garcia, or, uh, you know, maybe go to like a Carlos Santana? I don't know. I just don't think I'm going to go to these Phillies bats. They disappointed me against Jaime Garcia yesterday. Uh, I know you have that rule if they're in a good spot the one day, you go back to them the next day, Will. Uh, is this a good spot for it to go back with the Phillies uh, stack? Well, I just I don't think it's a good spot. If, if this was any other pitcher besides Jay Happ, uh, I don't think I have a problem rolling Philly out, but I, I've got a lot of respect for him. And uh, do I think he gets out of this game clean? No, I, I think he'll give up a run or two, but I just don't think this is a spot where the Phillies are going to run wild. Uh, the Blue Jays' bullpen has actually been pretty good this year. I'm not saying they're the number one bullpen, but overall they've been pretty good. And so I, I think if Hap gets through – if Hap, Hap is to make it through six innings clean, uh, we could see a very low-scoring game here on both sides. So I don't think the Phillies are are going to be on my radar tomorrow against J.A. Happ. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the I'd like the under in this game if I was uh, looking at, looking to make a bet on this one. So uh, I'm I'm just not really loving the bats in this game. More so interested in Pavetta. Anything else from this game, or you want to move on to the next one? Nope, we can move on. All right, next one up, and I'm curious to see if one of these other guys is one of your mid-tier guys that you like. We got the St. Louis Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Pirates, and we got the Lizard King, Miles Mikolas, going up against Jamison Tyon. And uh, I'm a Tyon fan. I don't know if this is the spot, though, against the Cardinals. I mean, they are going to be right-handed heavy, so that's obviously good for Tyon. Uh, I prefer if he'd get, like, a nice pitcher's umpire. That would obviously be uh, good and in his favor. And then Mikolas, he's been great this year. Uh, I mean, the price is kind of up. That's the one thing you got to be a little worried about. Uh, on FanDuel, he's at 9, 9.3K, and then DraftKings, 9, 9.5K. So do you have any interest in him against a uh, Pirates offense that doesn't strike out a ton? 
Yeah, no interest in Mikolas uh, at this price. Listen, everybody's going to say the same thing. Don't want to beat a dead horse. But Mikolas is going to be a very good real-life pitcher. Uh, pretty good control, doesn't walk a lot of guys. Uh, but the strikeout upside is going to be very limited, especially against this Pittsburgh Pirates team, who's secretly been one of the, the lowest strikeout teams in the league. And so now that they've got Marte back, it even bolsters this lineup a little more. And then they've got Colin Moran and Meadows sitting, just sitting there, you know, licking their chops, waiting to get a few at-bats. I think Nicholas is going to be a guy I'm going to avoid. Um, I just don't think I'm going to have a lot of interest in him. Yeah, I, I just – I like K's, man. I'm a big fan of getting my, my strikeouts when I can. So uh, do you have the umpire in this game? Because that's always helpful. Uh, do you have that up uh, right now? Well, I was going to pull it up while we were talking, but curious if you have it up now to see because uh, I think that's going to affect some of these pitchers. Yeah, I've got it. Uh, we've got Mr. Todd Titchen – what is his name here? Todd Tichinora or whatever his name is. Yeah, he's a piece of pitcher's umpire. Um, but I, I still – even with the pitcher's umpire from Mikolas, man, he just uh, he just doesn't strike out enough guys. I think he's a good pitcher. I've watched him pitch. I uh, watched him pitch against the Twins, I think, a couple weeks ago because I just wanted to see, you know, uh, the real-life version of what we see in fantasy. And so he is a pretty good pitcher. I mean, I, I've got a lot of respect for the guy, uh, but he's not going not gonna to get a lot of Ks. And, you know, Ks are king in our pitching spot here in fantasy. And so – uh, at this price, I'm just going to have to avoid him. I mean, if he was 7K on FanDuel or 7K on DraftKings, man, I, I'd be firing him up. But, you know, when he's pushing north of 9K, uh, I just think I want no parts of that. Well, what about time? I mean, the the Cardinals are striking out 23.3% of the time against uh, righties this year. Uh, I mean, I think Tyon is certainly in play. Like, I I, I like him a lot. I think the ballpark is good for him. Dexter Fowler also got hurt yesterday, so that takes out one of those lefties. That team could just be really right-handed heavy. Uh, I think Tyon's a guy in the mid-tier that I'm a big fan of, and I think uh, there could be some strikeout upside here. I know if you look at the game log, it kind of looks gross, and people might say, oh, how could you play him? Like, look at the game log, you know, uh, 24, 26, 24, 15, 28. Totally get it, but, I mean, he had eight strikeouts the last game. He just gave up six earned runs. That was kind of one of the issues, but the strikeout upside certainly can be there for Tyon. It just, uh, if he can piece together a really good game, the upside could be insane. Yeah, I mean – I think Tyon would be more of a DraftKings play for me. Uh, at, you know, 5800 man, is that a reasonable price for a guy that just a year ago we were playing at 8 and 9K, sometimes 10K. Uh, and so uh, I am a believer in Tyon long-term. And at this price of 5800 I mean, you look at the options under him on DraftKings, Zach Wheeler, James Shields, Harvey. Uh, we're not going to play any of those guys. Uh, and so I, I think Tyon is at a very, very affordable price on DraftKings. I think that's he's hitting S, SP2 consideration for sure there. Uh, but on FanDuel, uh, with Tyon being 7400 and then I've got Nick Pavetta at 8000 uh, I'm just going to find the ex, extra 600 and play Pavetta. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And, like, man, DraftKings, 5.8K. Like, I, I love that price. I'm definitely going to get me some tie-in exposure tomorrow. Big fan of him. He, he might be my SB, too, also, in uh, cash and in, in – uh 
and in uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Tournament. Tournaments. I'm, I don't know why I'm losing it there, uh, Will. But uh, yeah, I think Tyron's a really good play. And obviously on DraftKings too, if I get that 5.8K price tag, you know what ends up happening for me, Will? I can get them scores bats in there on DraftKings. So that obviously helps too. Yeah. Uh, anything else in this game? I think the hitters are really nothing I really want to touch. Uh, I think it's just a fine stay away spot and go to the next one. Yeah, definitely think we can move on to the next one. All right, next team up, we got the New York Mets and the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, this is a uh, nine total here. We got Zach Wheeler against Julius Chassin. And, uh, you know, that, that ballpark, it went absolutely insane today. 17 runs for the Brewers. Uh, you think that they're going to be able to get the Wheeler today and have another uh, big day of this Milwaukee offense? Man, has Zach Wheeler been awful. Uh, do I think Milwaukee's going to score 17 runs? Of course not. Do I think they can get to eight or nine and sprinkle in two or three homers? Absolutely. Uh, I think this Milwaukee offense, listen, I've said this on the pod last week, secretly, man, you know, they've been sprinkling in these seven and eight run games here and there, here and there, here and there. (coughs) Excuse me. And so I think this Milwaukee offense is one we can target again. Look, don't expect 17 runs, but I think eight or nine is, is, is a pretty reasonable expectation for a guy who's been getting knocked around early. Yeah, I think this Brewers offense is going to be really interesting. Like, I always love Travis Shaw. I, I always love playing him. He's absolutely awesome. And I think this lineup, like, just up and down, like, one through six, obviously. I mean, I'm not a big Tyler Saladino fan. Uh, Manny Pena, I'm sure you could get him in there. Don't mind uh, that they're power catchers. But I think up and down this lineup, it's a very good spot. I'll go to Braun, who's got a really nice price tag still on family, even though it's righty-righty. Uh, Yelich is still fine. Kane, I mean, up and down this lineup, it's going to be someone to target. So I, I like this Brewers offense a little bit. think that they're definitely interesting. And on the opposite side, uh, you know, I'm not a big Julius Chassin fan, but I like these Mets lefties here. You know, go go to Conforto, go to Jay Bruce, Nemo. I think these lefties are really interesting and totally in play today. What about you? Yeah, definitely like the Mets lefties. I mean, you look at Mr. Nemo here. Man, has he been having a pretty good season out there in New York, and no one's taking notice because it's your New York Mets. And they started out hot, and they've kind of faltered here. And a lot of it's been due to due to big injuries. But, I mean, man, I think Brandon Nemo is someone we can definitely look at tomorrow. And then right behind him, you've got Mr. Asdrubal Cabrera, who they moved to second base last year. Then, you, then you're going to get some Bruce. You're going to get some Conforto. If you want to get even more value, you can get Mr. Devin Masarocco and Mr. Adrian Gonzalez. I think they're going to be trotting out the lefties here tomorrow against Jacine. And I definitely have some interest in this in this Mets offense, uh, who I think for sure is going to go overlooked on DraftKings with that course field game looming around the corner. Yeah, definitely agree with you that on that, Will. Uh, definitely think that's going to be someone to go. I got a little little, little distracted there. Mike Trout just hit a home run, so uh, I love watching oh, Mike Trout home runs. That's excellent. You know we got all the Trout tonight. Oh, yeah, definitely all the Trout. So I got totally distracted there with that. But uh, <laughs> really, really excited about that one. Uh, and Sonny Gray is an absolute disaster. Just real side note, my friend who was at the game I told you about last night, he texted me and said, Sonny Gray looks like a mess in pitching warm-ups. And uh, it's not going so well for him. Uh, <laughs> it's going really poorly. But Well, great. I haven't checked my lineups but i should be doing pretty well because listen man we, we ran we talked about this on the podcast yesterday just run the angels out there get sunny gray load up some yankees you should have a good night so i think we're going to be fine 
Yeah, it was, oh man, it was an unbelievable shot. I uh, love Mike Trout so much. I love watching him play, but I had not on the background. I just had to say something because I got totally distracted by it. But <laughs> All right. You know what, man, man, going, that's a big thank you out to you because, you know, I was seriously considering not playing Mike Trout in my main stack, main stack and I toiled with it for about five or ten minutes. And then for some reason, I got this little voice in my head that was Travis Mangone that said, hey, man, you just – you just can't leave Mike Trout out of your stack. So I made sure to, to to fit him in there, and thank God we did. Yeah, I hope people I hope people listening from yesterday and now are listening now uh, after they had a good night. Hopefully they were like thinking the same thing because I, I just can never leave Trout off. It's too tough for me to do. But uh, yeah, let's go on to the next one, and uh, we're still in this nice Texas heat. Uh, and again, they, this is not on the Fanduel slate. That's another thing that's kind of nice, right? These like two of like the bigger, I guess you could say, games of the day are not on the slate, which kind of makes it interesting. Uh, you got the Kansas City Royals and the Texas Rangers. Jason Hamill and versus Cole Hamill's the Battle of the Hamels, uh, which one will win uh it's pretty funny nine and a half total here and uh i mean how do you not love the texas bats against jason hamill i mean i love when there's a bad righty on the mounts and get all those left-handed heavy guys i can get chu mazara gallo prefar has been absolutely phenomenal i mean i love these texas bats here and then even against a guy like cole hamels i know he's like kind of like been like that crafty veteran and just found his way to get it done this year and i think he can find a way to do it tomorrow too but uh you know gotta like some other bats on the royal side wouldn't you agree yeah, absolutely. Uh, listen, I, I know we haven't been plugging in fantasy draft a lot, and I, I haven't looked at their pricing, but man, does this scream fantasy draft investment. When you look at this Texas team that's going to roll out all these lefties against Jason Hamill, and I can take Chu, Mazzara, Profar, Gallo, Odor, and Ronald Guzman in the nine spot, I can load all those guys in the fantasy draft, take two one-offs and get some pitching. Man, does that scream fantasy draft stack for me. Uh, but definitely love this Texas offense against Jason Hamill, who's been very, very ineffective this year, even at his slow pitch rate. <clears throat> Man, does he pitch the ball slow, and for no reason, because it comes out of his hand and then it leaves the park. So I'm going to be loading up on Texas on DraftKings, uh, and they're going to be a lot more affordable than Coors. Uh, and so, you know, you can get your value mid-tier pitching. You can get Texas. And I think this is a great spot. And then I'll, I'll even hop in on the other side. Cole Hamels has been very good this year overall. And, you know, man, I, I watched him pitch last year several times, and I thought that he was on the decline, and, and he is. But he's found a way this year to make it through these starts unscathed. And so and I think that's going to continue here. Listen, I, I like this Texas Heat, and but the Royals don't have enough power, in my opinion, uh, to, to get to Cole Hamels tomorrow. And so while I won't be investing in Cole Hamels, uh, he's also not someone I want to pick on. So I think it's just all the Rangers for me. And I think I'm just going to avoid the Royals. Yeah, I don't hate that approach. Like, I don't like playing Royals anyways. Like, I'm not a fan of it. I get if you want to play them, if you want to get the Solaire. If Hamels hangs one over the plate, I mean, he can easily crush that thing out the park. Whit Merrifield has been, been you know, very good since he's been up uh, since last year. And Salvador Perez, we know how he's a good catcher option. can obviously crush the ball. If, you, if you're struggling at catcher, sure, putting Salvador Perez on DraftKings, don't hate that. But I don't know. Cole Hamels just been found a way to get it done, and I'm just going to keep – buying in that it's like that because again like I said I don't like playing the Royals and I just think there's better bats on this slate so I kind of agree with you just all the Texas Rangers for me all that Texas heat I'm gonna load up on that and kind of just call it a day I love the Texas bats tomorrow I kind of wish that we could get them on the FanDuel slate because they're not on that slate I wish they were on there but what are you gonna do about that well nothing that you can do about that anything (laughs) else nope that's it 
All right. Uh, real quick to tell the people, cause I kind of gave my guys, I like, who would you like? Uh, I don't know if you rattled them off, but uh, which Texas guys would you kind of target? If you could only take three, uh, who are your main guys you're prioritizing? Oh man. If I could only take three, I think it'd be two Mazar Profar. If I could only take three. All right, my mine uh it might probably be Chu Mazzara and then uh man I'm I'm always a sucker for Gallo. So uh I'll always chase that uh big big home run. I believe I saw the stat today. I knew I knew he was more, he had more singles than home runs uh so far in his career and he's still ahead. He's got uh, 62 uh home runs and 60 singles, which is the craziest <laughs> stat. Man, it's so wild that he's uh, like that. But let's move on to the next game and uh we got the Cincinnati Reds and the Colorado Rockies. 11 and a half total and I don't know if you know this well, but I hate Matt Harvey. I'm a Met fan. I've never liked him even when he was pitching great from day one I never liked this guy so I've been kind of happy with his decline even though it's obviously came at a cost for my Mets but uh, I don't like him so man I'm gonna load up on Rockies like any chance I have to stack up against Matt Harvey I'm all in on it uh what about you I think this is gonna be a fun game to target wouldn't you agree yeah I listen like I said I'm not typically a Coors guy, okay? Just full disclosure, I'm not typically going to load up on Coors. But in my notebook, in my spiral notebook with the blue cover that sits by my computer, I have a note that says whenever Matt Harvey is on the mound, you target him. And I started this last year. I targeted him with Atlanta. I targeted him with the Phillies. He's, he's someone I target with the Royals. So listen, if I'm going to target Matt Harvey against all those teams and he's going to Coors Field, Man, sign me up for the Rockies. This is a spot where I take a stand and I probably go all in on Colorado uh, on DraftKings. I mean, Mr. Harvey, he's been so ineffective the past two or three seasons. A lot of it's been the injury, uh, and he's gotten out of there, and now he's got a chance to prove himself. But it's not going to be tomorrow against Colorado. I I think these guys really give him a good old-fashioned butt cutting, and uh, I'm all in on the Rockies on this slate. Man, I hope you're right. I'll be right there with you. Uh, I'll be, I'll, I'll buy a Rockies jersey if I have to to rep that. And I hope <laughs> Matt Harvey gets a nice beat down. But uh, Charlie Blackman, David Dahl. I mean, the, the usual suspects, right? Parra, all those lefties. Uh, you know, Aaron Otto start up and down the lineup. They're going to be guys you want to play, obviously, because it's a Sunday. Uh, I always mention this. You know, look for value that could come out that we don't expect. That's obviously going to be good for our lineups, and especially in the Rockies lineup, we could get some random guys in there that we don't even expect. Maybe Carlos Gonzalez uh, slips in there out of nowhere, but we'll kind of have to see what ends up happening uh what about the red side of the ball german marquez is on the opposite side uh i don't know i just don't love targeting the reds too much i mean i like that ballpark that they're normally in and of course now they're in a great ballpark with colorado but i don't know it just their offense doesn't seem as potent enough for me to really want to go to and especially against marquez i don't know i just think there's better bats on this slate what about you yeah i mean you know here's someone that's been been the, the reds have two guys this season that have just been playing phenomenal and mashing the ball. Scooter Jeanette, Eugenio Suarez. I think I think on a slate like tomorrow where they're going to be playing in a day game again, if you're trying to go all in the Rockies, I think you run it back with Scooter Jeanette, uh, which the Rockies don't really have a viable safe, uh, second baseman right now to even play on in fantasy uh, in DFS. So I, I think you can roll out Scooter Jeanette. And then, you know, if you really want to be contrarian, you take all the other Rockies and you plug in Eugenio Suarez at your third base spot. Uh, You just look for him to have a good day. I mean, almost every day he's coming out and just really producing from a fantasy perspective, even not hitting home runs. I mean, I've seen his game log where he hasn't hit any home runs, but guys get on base and he's bringing them in. Uh, He's been very reliable. 
And so I, I think on the red side of the ball tomorrow, I, I think Scooter Janetta and Eugenio Suarez are two, two primetime players here that, that could really have a big day in this ballpark. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, Suarez has been incredible, and, and Jeanette, he is too. He's definitely evolved. Uh, I'm, I'm sure the uh, the Brewers are kicking themselves a little bit because they used to have him, not not keeping him. But uh, what are you going to do? I don't know. I just I'm just going to go all Rockies and kind of. I mean, if you want to mix and match your Reds in your cash game, sure, I get it. Totally understand. Uh, I, I'll obviously try to do that too. Uh, if I can get a, a good bargain on someone, I'm definitely down to. But I don't know. I'm not as interested in that uh, from a stack perspective. Uh, that's just me though. Uh, anything else in this game, Will, or you want to move on and uh, go on to our stack of the day? Yeah, no, I think I'm good, man. I think we can move on to the stack of the day. All right, well, we keep the we keep the Coors game off the slate uh, for obvious reasons. Hey, it's Coors Field. Uh, so, yeah, how about we give the stack of the day, Will? You have one prepared. I was kind of thinking, uh, I guess you can give a – I don't know. If, if you're going with the Rangers, you got to give another one. I think that's the rule. So if you decide to go with the Rangers, which I feel like you're going to, Will, I don't know, you're going to have to give another just so the people can have one on FanDuel as well. So that's the rule I'm going to make. If you take from any of the uh, the the Royals or the Rangers side, you got to pick another one for FanDuel. So you got one ready, Will? Yeah, I'm ready to roll, man. Uh, listen, my stack of the day tomorrow, I think I'm going right back to the well with these Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, you look at Zach Wheeler here. I mean, listen, the Brewers are in an equally good hitting environment as Coors. And you look at Zach Wheeler, who's been very inconsistent. Uh, I, I just think the Brewers are in a, in a, in a primetime spot again uh, to pound this guy. I mean, you know, you, you're going to look at guys like Travis Shaw, Christian Yelich, uh, Lorenzo Cain. I'm not sure if Braun's going to play tomorrow, but, I mean, Jesus uh, Aguilar's just been scorching the ball here. And then you, you pull up Zach Wheeler, who's just been so inefficient against good teams. I mean, against bad teams like Miami and Cincinnati and the Padres, he looks like a world beater. But then you look at guys like Washington, St. Louis, Colorado, Toronto, he's getting his head smashed in. So, you know, you give me the Milwaukee Brewers tomorrow against Zach Wheeler. Uh, I think you can just go to the print shop. I think they're going to be printing some money out tomorrow, and I want I want to be a part of that. All right, that definitely makes sense. Now, I, it's funny how this is going to end up working out. So, like I said, I'm going to give you the Rangers. That's my DraftKings one. Like I said, I love the prices on them. I thought you were going to go there, Will, but I, I'm going to go there. I love the Rangers on the site. I like what their price tags. Uh, you can definitely get some good exposure to them. So, I think they're good all around the industry. Like I said, we talked about it earlier, how we kind of like to stack them up. So, I like to stack up that outfield and then mix in some other guys. So, I'm going to load up on Rangers. But that means i got to give you a fan to one, too. And it's kind of funny because I talked last week about I like the Rangers last week a lot. Guess who else I liked a lot last week? I like the White, the White Sox. Sox. <laughs> and I like them again, Will. I mean – the price is great. Like I said, I know they've treated me well, but man, Blaine Hardy is not good. That Tigers bullpen is not good. I'll just give you some numbers against righties. Blaine Hardy, he's getting up a 372 Woba right now against uh, against right handers. He's getting up a 40.7 hard percentage, 52% fly ball rate. I mean, it is ugly what's going on. The ISO has been low, but I bet that'll turn around when Jose Bray gets behind the ball and, and even Tim Anderson who has been absolutely crushing it. So uh, I'm going to be all in on this white Sox. I like them a ton. I think they're going to be a fantastic play. I'll get some cash game exposure. I'm sure I'll get some uh, term exposure. So yeah, back to the Rangers and White Sox again for another weekend. Will, how's that sound? Sounds good, my brother. Sounds great. All right. That about wraps up the slate though. Enjoyed having you, Will. Uh, it was a good slate. Now we can uh, kind of get off and uh, let the people listen to the podcast and uh, watch the rest of the games. Uh, who you got tonight for the people? Or Actually, who do you have for the series? Uh, Warriors or Rockets? How about you tell the people that? Because uh, we all know the Warriors probably win the night with Chris Paul being injured. So who takes it down? Well, I, I think I'm going to have to side with the Warriors until 
uh, they get beat. Listen, uh, for the viewers, if you didn't know, I actually coach basketball. I coach girls basketball at a high school here. And um, that's not my primary job. I do it because I love it. Fantasy is my only job, real job. But I, I coach girls basketball. And uh, listen, this, this Warriors offense, the reason they're so deadly uh, is because they just have so much motion all the time. Very, very rarely are you going to see them stagnant like the Rockets do with a lot of their one-on-one -on -one isolation ball. And so that's why until teams catch up, I'm just going to have to side with the Warriors until people figure out how to beat them long term. And uh, I'm going to take the Warriors in this series just like I'm taking Boston in the Cleveland series. All right. Well, yeah, I agree. I'm taking the Warriors. And, man, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Boston, so I'm, like, kind of just hoping it happens. But, man, I am scared of LeBron in Game 7s. I think it's, like, the most fun thing to watch in sports. So uh, uh, the fan in me obviously wants the Celtics to win, but the other side of me is, like, man, I'm excited to watch LeBron in Game 7s because those are, like, <laughs> one of the most exciting things in sports, in my opinion. So, uh, But that about wrap up the slate. Thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, you know, If you want to, follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Travis Mangone. It's T-R-A-V-I-S-M-A-N-G-O-N-E. And Will, he doesn't have a Twitter handle yet, but maybe we'll get to it. Someone uh, messaged me today and said, hey, we got to get Will on Twitter, so maybe one day we'll get you on there. We will have to see. But uh, that about wraps the slate. Thanks a lot for joining us, guys. And for the Weekend Grind Crew, we are out of here. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Moon. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.